It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Friday. Welcome into the show. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It was not a good night to be a number one seed. Welcome to Friday, March fifth, March uh, 25th, not 15th, March 25th. The Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450, or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's. And you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Bad night to be a number one seed. The West and South regional finals are now set. The number one overall seed, Gonzaga, is now gone. Arkansas beat the Zags last night in the West, 74-68. And the number one seed in the South is also eliminated, Arizona. Taken to the woodshed by Houston, 72-60 to last night. Here's a stat for you. And look, Gonzaga gets a lot of grief every year. Oh, you're great. You play a tough schedule in November, December. Play everybody you can play, which they do. But then January and February, you're basically playing uh, high school teams. You're playing Division II teams. You're playing lower-level mid-majors, you're playing San Francisco and Pepperdine and St. Mary's and teams like that in the West Coast Conference, and you're not getting any better. You're not getting any better. You're not being challenged. You're winning games by 25 to 30 points. Slip up once in a while. They lost to St. Mary's late in the season. That's a good St. Mary's team, and that should have been sort of a precursor for things to come because – When you're not playing good competition, you can be delusional about how good you are. You can be delusional about the scoreboard and what you see on the scoreboard. And no matter how many times you beat the Pepperdine Waves by 30, are you getting any better? That's the question. Am I getting any better? And you can say, well, Houston's in the same boat. Well, the AAC has Memphis. They have some other teams that are better than anybody in the West Coast Conference. Here's a stat I saw, and I'm going to credit Nick Coffey at another local station here for putting this on Twitter last night. He said, Gonzaga usually gets a good seed, and they get their wins over teams they're supposed to beat in the tournament. But Gonzaga is 2-13 against top four seeds in the NCAA tournament since 2001. Those two wins, they beat third-seeded Utah in 2016. They beat fourth-seeded Florida State in 2019. That's it. Two and 13 since 2001 against top four seeds in the tournament. That is a telling statistic. And that backs up. What everybody seems to believe, and that is Gonzaga is not going to win a tournament because the competition level they play during their conference season is not up to par. You have to be challenged going into the NCAA tournament. 
and they were not. I was three and one in my picks, by the way. Gave them out Wednesday uh, for last night's games. Duke beat me. I had Texas Tech there, and boy, it was ten to two Red Raiders. I thought Texas Tech uh, was going to win that game. I still don't know how they didn't win that game. Give Duke credit. Give Mike Shashevsky credit. Here's one theme for these games you need to keep in mind. We got some good coaches here, folks. We got some good coaches. Eric Musselman at Arkansas, second straight Elite Eight with that team. His star player went nine for 29 last night. J.D. Note was two of 12 from three-point land. They still beat Gonzaga. When your best player goes nine for 29, I don't care who you're playing. You're not going to win. They found a way to win. They got after it defensively. They made everything difficult for Gonzaga's offense. And they said, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us from outside. We are not going to double-team Drew Timmy. Although Drew Timmy went off against Memphis, if he goes off against us, okay, so be it. We're not double-teaming him. And it worked. Eric Musselman can flat-out coach. You know who else can flat-out coach? Mike Krzyzewski. He went to that zone late in the second half. Now, he came out of it because Texas Tech sort of figured some things out. But there were three or four possessions there where Texas Tech had a six-point lead, couldn't get anything on the offensive end against a Duke who never zones. They throw the zone in. Coach K throws it in. The Red Raiders struggle. All of a sudden, Duke's up by one. And you have to have a Texas Tech timeout. And that is the segment where you win the ballgame. That's it. Duke made shots late. But Coach Krzyzewski, Coach K, will be gone whenever he's gone at the end of this year, whether it's uh, tomorrow or next weekend or next Monday, God forbid. He can coach. Jay Wright and Villanova is in the Elite Eight again. He's got two national championships. They beat Michigan 63-55. If I told you, as a even a basketball fan, not a casual fan, but a college basketball fan, to name three players on Villanova's team, you're going to get Colin Gillespie. That's the one you're going to get. Last night, you learned of Jermaine Samuels. He had 22. I don't know who else you got. But they shoot free throws better than anybody in the nation at 82%. They ball fake more than anybody in the nation. Ball fakes are huge. Teams that that can execute good shot fakes and pass fakes get open shots. That's how it works. And Jay Wright teaches that, and that's why he may be, may be currently the best coach in college basketball. And Indiana fan, you might want to sit down for this, but Kelvin Sampson can flat-out coach. He can flat-out coach. That's a five seed who, when the seeds came out, when the brackets came out, I said it, and I heard a lot of people say, ooh, that's a tough five seed. That's a tough five-four matchup for Illinois in round two. That's going to be hard for Arizona. And now you've got another West Coast team eliminated. UCLA is the only one left. No West Coast team has won the NCAA title in 25 years, Arizona 97, who should have lost to Kentucky that year. Arizona 97, Lute Olson is the last West Coast team to win the title. And UCLA is the only one left standing right now. 
Gonzaga's had plenty of opportunities as a one seed and as the overall number one seed. I saw a great tweet this morning. Joe Lenardi has already made Gonzaga the number one overall seed for the 2023 NCAA basketball tournament. All right, that's snarky, mean-spirited, but that's funny. So the common thread from the winners last night, the common thread is either great coaches or coaches who may be considered great when their run is over. Jay Wright, great coach. Mike Krzyzewski, you don't even have to say it, right? Eric Musselman, up and coming, but the guy can flat out coach. And Kelvin Sampson proves it every year. He may, uh, you know, he may get your program in trouble once in a while, but he can coach. And I don't know how long he stays at Houston. Maybe he's happy there. He's 66 years old. Maybe Kelvin Sampson says, you know what? I'm fine in the American Athletic Conference, battling Memphis every year for uh, superiority in this league. But he can coach. And I would, if I'm a big-time program and I need a coach, I'm reaching out to Kelvin Sampson right now. Or I'm reaching out to Eric Musselman. And tonight, you got Bill Self. You got Ed Cooley. They're going against each other. You got Jim Laranega. Again, elder statesman, really good coach. Mick Cronin, Matt Painter, Hubert Davis in his first year. So, we love the game. We love the players. When it comes to the NCAA tournament, who are the coaches? Coaches can win you ball games. In the NBA, if you got LeBron James, you, you can win some games. If you are Brooklyn and you got KD and Kyrie Irving and are playing at the same time, you're going to win some games. Right? If you got Devin Booker with DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, who came back last night, you're going to win some games. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Monty Williams does a great job in Phoenix. Doesn't matter. Eric Spolstra, fantastic job in Miami. Doesn't matter. You got Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, uh, Duncan Robinson. You're going to win some games. In the college ranks, coaching is critical. J.D. Note had 21 points on 9 of 29 shooting. Jalen Williams, a freshman, 15 and 12. And they won the game. And I don't know how they won the game. I really don't. Gonzaga scored 68 points. That is their third fewest of the season. They scored fewer when they beat Tarleton State in December. And they scored 57 when they lost to St. Mary's late in the year. Clark Kellogg had an interesting thing to say yesterday before the game on uh, the, the broadcast on CBS. He said, Arkansas is in a bad spot here because they're going to have to score points because the floor for Gonzaga is 75. Well, Gonzaga came in seven floors short of 75. Their elevator did not get up to their bottom level, as Clark Kellogg called it, of 75. 68 points. That's good defense. That's poor shooting. And that's Arkansas basically out, out manning Gonzaga last night. They did. They outmanned them. And Mark Hughes' comments after the game, while, you know, 
coaches have to say certain things. I get it. But to to go on with Bonnie Bernstein and say, look, we were number one longer than anybody this year. We started the season number one, and and we held on to it. And, and then when we got it back, we never let go, go of it. And while other teams were falling by the wayside, and these guys should be proud of that. Okay, yeah, you got the number one AP ranking because you're in the West Coast Conference. You didn't have to worry about losing games. You didn't have to worry about it. These other teams were tournament ready because of the schedules they had to play. Teams like Arkansas, teams like Duke, Texas Tech, Villanova, Michigan, Arizona, even Houston. These teams played much tougher schedules than you did. Of course, you were number one in the AP poll. You've now been a number one overall seed at least three times that I can count. What's it gotten you? It got you to a championship game against Baylor that you lost. This year, it gets you to a uh, Sweet 16. Congratulations. Gonzaga needs to get into the Pac-12. And look, I don't think the Pac-12 is great. I've said that. I think it's overrated again this year. Arizona is now out. Southern Cal was a was a uh, a joke, really. They only had three teams in the tournament. UCLA's left standing. And quick preview here: I don't think they'll be playing on Sunday. Gonzaga's got to get out of the West Coast Conference. I heard a great poll question today on the Dan Patrick Show. Is Gonzaga a great program or is it a nice program? That's the poll question. I'm stealing it. I love it because they're a nice program. It's fun. They had the number one recruit in the country this year. And let's be fair. Chet Holmgren got a horrible whistle last night. The likely first or second pick in the draft was in foul trouble all night, and a, a, at least a couple of them weren't fouls. Terrible officiating again last night. How Doug Shows is still officiating at this level of the tournament is beyond me. I guess it's seniority. Because the officiating last night in that Gonzaga game was awful. Didn't cost them the game, but it did cost them minutes for one of their two big men inside. And it made Drew Timmy's night even tougher. Uh, Holmgren had 11 points and 14 rebounds, but he was in foul trouble the whole night, fouled out with about four and a half minutes to play on, I think, probably the third bad foul call against him of the night. The one late in the or early in the second half when Jalen Williams lowered his shoulder went down low and just barreled through Chet Holmgren, who was giving ground, and they called a foul on the freshman beyond comical. I give Timmy credit. He had 25. I, you know, he's a junior. It feels like Drew Timmy has been at Gonzaga for eight years. Darnell Valentine at Kansas, right? That's, that's what it feels like. He's been there forever. So Arkansas advances. They'll play Duke. By the way, Gonzaga, as the number one overall seed, the last number one overall seed to actually win the tournament was Louisville in 2013. Kentucky did it in 2012. Florida did it in 2007. 
2004 was the first year that the committee actually told you who the number one overall seed was. 2004. Only three times in what is now the 19th year, well, 18th year, because there was no tournament because of the pandemic one year. 18 years, only three number one overall seeds have won the tournament. And I don't know if this does anything. What what happens next year when Gonzaga has a, a good December and a good November against a tough schedule? They lose two, maybe three games, and then they go undefeated in the West Coast Conference again. Are, are you going to make them the number one overall seed again? I don't know if you can. All right, we'll get to uh, Duke's win, Villanova, Houston. We'll preview tonight's games. Um it's National Peacock Day. I am not making that up. I am not making that up. You can Google it. It's National Peacock Day. St. Peter's Peacocks are 13-point underdogs to the Purdue Boilermakers. I'll give you some winners. Three and one last night. Again, Duke was the only lo- – the uh, Texas Tech was the only loser I had. Uh, Indiana, Kentucky, the transfer portal is alive and well in their basketball lives. Kyrie Irving can play anywhere now except Toronto. The Suns have locked up the top overall seed in the NBA. UMass is going to announce a new coach. And Bellarmine's basketball schedule for next year is already interesting. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thorne's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. And text the show on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Uh, don't forget, you can. Uh, it's time to get your Big X golf card. Uh, the card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 around with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake, under $25 a round with card included. Supplies are limited, so get yours today. Uh, one final note uh, on Arkansas. They are the first team in the history of the game to ever beat an AP number one team during the regular season. They beat Auburn in February when the uh, Auburn Tigers were peaking. And the NCAA tournament, they beat Gonzaga in the same season. Same season, they beat the AP number one regular season team and the AP number one NCAA tournament team. Incredible. Incredible run. And now they got Duke. Duke beats Texas Tech last night. Um, Texas Tech led that game 10-2. to Mike Krzyzewski called a timeout. And at that point, I thought, boy, this this is too much because this Texas Tech team will get after you defensively. If they can score the basketball, uh, this is trouble. Texas Tech put up 73. And if you told me yesterday, I'm going to give you the Red Raiders 70 points, they're winning that game. Because the way they defend, I didn't think there was any chance Duke gets over 70. 
Paolo Bancaro made his case for number one overall pick in the draft. He had 22 points, a lot of them big late in the game. He's a stud. He is a future NBA All-Star. It is Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro, 1-2 in the draft. I don't know which way you do it. I don't know which way you take them. Remember, Sam Bowie went before Michael Jordan. Just a not a comparison, just a fact check. That's all that was. Uh, Mark Williams, the big man, had 16 points, eight rebounds, a couple of big blocks late in that game. Duke is now, here's a great stat, one in five in NCAA tournament games on the West Coast in the Coach K era. They were 0-5 playing on the West Coast, in the West Regional, on the West Coast. That game was in San Francisco yesterday. That is Duke's first win on the West Coast in the NCAA tournament under Coach K. Incredible stat. Uh, Bryson Williams, 21 for Texas Tech. Kevin McCuller had 17. Uh, very athletic. Texas Tech, five starters. All five starters were all transfer portal guys. So it can be done. It can be done. You can put a team together and have a quick turnaround. I'm talking to you, Kenny Payne. You can put a team together through the transfer portal and compete for titles. I thought I thought Texas Tech was the Final Four team. I did. Gonzaga, I thought, would get to the Final Four, but I thought Texas Tech in that region was a Final Four caliber team. I've got one Final Four team left. It's Kansas. I hope I don't have any Final Four teams left. I love my brother, but he is unbearable when Kansas wins. He's a huge Jayhawk fan. And you know, a lot of people in this area are saying, you know what, we're at the point now, anybody but Duke is fine. I think Indiana fan doesn't want Purdue to win it. I get that. But Kentucky and Louisville fan, they don't want Duke to win anything. Me? I'm fine if Duke wins it. Goodbye, Coach K. Congratulations. I'm fine if Purdue wins it. I don't want Kansas to win it. I don't. Just a family thing. I love my brother, but I can't listen to him if Kansas wins it. Can't do it. Um, all right, so Houston, uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas and Duke. That'll be Saturday night, second game. It'll be around 9 o'clock. On TBS, keep in mind now, you got TBS, not CBS, for the uh, Final Four and the championship game next week. TBS. That's going to hurt ratings, which are already bad. Ratings are terrible. You know the highest rated first round game, according to the Nielsens, was Kentucky and St. Peter's? It's not because St. Peter's was expected to be in that game, it's because Kentucky always gets the high ratings. Kentucky, Duke, you can say Kansas gets a little bit, I guess, a little bit of a bump. Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, even Indiana, they get better ratings than anybody. Nobody outside of the uh, Chapel Hill area and and the Kentucky, nobody cares about college basketball in this country. And one of the reasons is that it's hard to watch. As good as those games were last night, the Arkansas-Gonzaga, I was, I was captivated by Arkansas-Gonzaga. I was captivated by Duke and Texas Tech. I got to see a lot of Villanova-Michigan. I had the split screen on. 
Houston, Arizona. I couldn't couldn't turn away. Not a lot of people are like that. You got to really love college basketball to watch these games because the officiating has gotten so poor. And it's all about the block charge. Look, you can rail on the review system if you want. That's fine. I get it. You know, a ball goes out of bounds with a minute 58 left, and they're at the screen for five minutes trying to figure out who's. Just give it to somebody. In my opinion, there should be one official not calling the game over at the table with the replay monitor. And he's got 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I'll give him 45 seconds. The officials go over. They say, who was that ball off on? You got 45 seconds to tell me. And if you don't know by in 45 seconds, then whatever call we made on the floor is what we're sticking with. And we don't have to all three look at this. Because when you watch a review, two officials go over to the review monitor. And one stands about 10 feet away. They look at it. They look at it. They talk. Then they bring the other guy in. And one of the two that was looking goes and stands where he was. He comes in, and now we're going to have another opinion. It's ridiculous. And it slows the game down. It grinds to a halt. But the biggest problem in college basketball is block charge calls. I have no idea what a charge is. I have no idea what a block is. If a guy goes driving down the lane hard, no matter, it doesn't matter at all anymore whether or not the defender got there in time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's sliding under him, if he's moving into him. If that guy gets run over, it's a charge. And it didn't used to be that way. They need to go to the NBA rules. Maybe bring that little bitty circle underneath. Bring it out further. Bring it out further. Because if you get beat off the dribble, if your guy beats you to the basket, I don't believe, and, and if you watch the NBA, and I do, this is not called a charge. It's not. Because guys don't take the charge because it's not going to be called a charge. They don't stand in there and take it. You got beat off the dribble? Okay, well, you're going to get a bucket, and we're going to take the ball and go the other way. Or you're going to miss a wide-open layup, whatever it is. But you're not going to be allowed to step in under this guy, step in front of him after he's made his move to the basket. Continuation calls in the NBA should be the same in college basketball. If you are anywhere near taking the shot when there's contact and you get it up on the rim and it goes, it counts. That's it. It'll make the game easier to watch, more exciting to watch, better to watch, and you take the the outcome of the game out of the hands of the officials. It's awful anymore. It's awful. I saw three or four charges last night. They were not charges. No chance they were charges. Because the defender was moving. He was still sliding. But you know what? The offensive player went in there hard. He he knocked him to the ground hard. That's got to be a charge, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The only charge I would have in basketball is on the drive, not when a guy's going up for a shot. If a guy's going up for a shot and you get in his way, that's a block. That's a foul on you. Because he's gotten to the point in the offense that he has 
gotten where he is, and he is going up for a shot. Go up and contest the shot, right? Go up and contest the shot. If he sticks his off arm into your chest, then that's an offensive foul. If you hammer him, then he's got to earn two free throws. And if you go straight up and he makes the play, then he makes the play. There should not be charges underneath the basket or anywhere close to the basket on shot attempts. The sooner the NCAA rules change on this, the much, much better this game will be for it. Because sometimes these games are hard to watch. I was enthralled last night for four and a half hours. I thought it was great basketball, fun basketball. But there were times when the officials just made it hard. They made it hard, and they don't have to. First play of the first game last night. First play of the first game. Arkansas and Gonzaga. First trip down. Uh, I think it was a Gonzaga player threw it out of bounds and they gave the ball back, uh, or it was knocked out of bounds and they gave the ball to Arkansas. It was knocked out of bounds by an Arkansas player. It wasn't even close. The Arkansas player who knocked it out of bounds was going back on defense to get ready. And here comes the official Arkansas ball. And I went, oh my gosh, it's going to be that kind of a night. I'm going to be worried about what the stripes are doing instead of worrying about what's going on in this game. <sighs> All right, let me get down off of this uh, pedestal I'm on. All right, we'll talk about the South. Uh, Villanova beats Michigan, Houston beats Arizona. That is an unbelievably intriguing game Saturday night. That's the early game, 6-0-9, Houston and Villanova. On TBS. By the way, Duke is a four point favorite over Arkansas, uh, has opened up. And Houston, the five seed, is a two point favorite over Villanova, the two seed. Vegas knows more than you do. There you go. Plain and simple. Vegas knows more than you do. All right, let's take a quick call on the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Let's bring Buzz Frank in before we take a break. Buzz, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, John. Yeah, just real quick, it, it's interesting you were talking about great coaches in the NCAA, and it, for a while it seemed like in order to win games in the tournament, you had to be on U of L's so-called list before Kenny Payne was announced. I like that. I like that, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, Eric Musselman's going to be the Jay new coach, Wright. right? Yeah. 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 Even Jay Wright was mentioned. Yeah, well, and, that, and Josh, Hurd worked make... at, Josh Hurd worked at Villanova with Jay Wright, so that was – it, it, oh, yeah. it made sense to go kick the tires, even though there's no way he was going to leave. The, you know, my mom always told me the worst thing they can say is no. That's the worst thing they Absolutely. can do to you is say no. So you got to ask the question. So I had no problem with saying, hey, Jay, are you interested? I had Ed Cooley on the list. He's still alive, still alive in the tournament. Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson, I'm telling Kelvin, you, yep. if, if, if you're a, top, a Power 5 program and you want – a good coach, Kelvin Sampson should be at the top of your list right now. And and one other thing, because Douglas did tell me to make it quick, and I pay attention. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to cross that, Douglas uh, on a Friday. I can tell you that right now. No, sir, buddy. And uh, you were talking about the charging calls and that. I think they call so many charges because they won't penalize the offensive player who chicken wings the defensive player or in the low post lowers the shoulder into him and knocks him backwards. 
Yeah, they uh, they called flop on that a lot uh, when a guy lowers yeah. his shoulder. Drew Timmy actually for uh, Gonzaga, I thought got called once last night. Could have got called twice with that uh, you know spin around, driving around a defender, chicken wing that he stuck out. They called it on him once. Uh, I thought he. Could, I, I think it should be called more often because that's a definite advantage for the offense to get to the basket, and that's uh, what you're trying to trying to guard against. Absolutely, and I think they just make up for it by making everything coming down the middle of the lane a charge. Yeah, any anytime you're coming in there hard, I don't care how late the guy gets there, it's a charge. You're running. Yeah, you ran over. Oh, yeah. him. Well, he wasn't there when I jumped. Well, it doesn't matter. You ran over. Thank you, Buzz. Yeah, you're welcome, John. Listen, you do a great job. I'll be talking to you next week. Have a good weekend, buddy. Buzz Frank, one of our favorites, as always. All right, I do want to recap the South region last night. Uh, that Houston-Nova game Saturday, I'm I'm jacked up about that one. Transfer portal news from Indiana, Kentucky men, and Kentucky women today. And, of course, Jeff Walls and his team, the uh, Cards getting ready to take on, um, I forget who they play, but they play in Wichita on Saturday. Who are they playing at? Come on, Douglas, help me out. All right, I, I, I'll look it up. We'll uh, have all that and more. I'm going to look it up before we go to break because I'm upset with myself. Louisville plays Tennessee. How did I not remember that? Saturday in Wichita, he's getting ready, but transfer portal news is big news nowadays. That after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in the studio. Final segment of the week. We'll try to give you some winners tonight. Uh, I'm trying to also tell you who I think is going to be in the Final Four coming up uh, after the weekend is over. Don't forget, Big X Golf Cards are ready. Card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round. If you can, if you will go and get the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card, you can do it at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital, Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, cart included, supplies limited, so get yours today. Uh Thorne's text line still open, 502-414-1450. Last-minute text into the show. Some news and notes here. Uh, Bellarmine announced, uh, well, Scotty Davenport was on another station this morning and said uh, that Bellarmine already is in uh, talks and that will play UCLA this uh, this upcoming season. They will play Louisville next year. Of course, that's part of the deal when Louisville, uh, when Louisville needed to borrow Freedom Hall for volleyball Bellerman played one of their home games at the Yum Center. But part of that deal was Bellerman said, hey, okay, we'll do that, but you got to play us in basketball in the next two years at the Yum Center. So that's going to happen. Kentucky, Scott Davenport said, is also going to be on Bellerman's schedule. And maybe Indiana, they are still in the negotiations to get Indiana on the schedule. Remember this year, Bellerman played Purdue. They played Gonzaga. They played UCLA. They played St. Mary's. They played West Virginia. They'll play anybody. You can't go to the tournament anyway. We found that out the hard way. Uh, can't even go to the NIT. That's the part we found out the hard way. So Bellerman loading up that non-conference schedule again next season. Frank Martin will, uh, in the next couple of days, be announced as the new head basketball coach at the University of Massachusetts. The Minutemen get Martin after he was let go from his previous gig at South Carolina. 
10 years at South Carolina, one Final Four appearance, actually one tournament appearance for the Gamecocks, uh, but it did uh, result in a Final Four. Steve Prohm will has just been announced as the, I guess, returning head coach to the Murray State Racers. He had a great run there before he took the job at Iowa State. That didn't go well. And with Matt McMahon, after his great run at Murray heading to LSU, Steve Prohm going to come back as the 17th head coach in Murray State history. I think he was the 14th head coach as well, but he'll be the 17th head coach. Um, Indiana is very busy putting guys into the transfer portal in the last couple days. Christian Lander is in the transfer portal. Michael Durr, uh, who will be a grad transfer, he is in the the, uh, portal. Parker Stewart has told the Indianapolis Star that he will not be returning to Indiana next year. Now, whether he transfers, he goes in the transfer portal. He's got two degrees. He may just start his professional career outside of basketball, or he may try to play overseas, or he may, uh, again, head to the transfer portal. We'll see. And this morning, Rob Finnessy announced that he also will head into the transfer portal. So that's four Hoosiers on the roster that will not be on the roster again next year. Trace Jackson Davis, you wonder, will he come back? Will he uh, try to uh, go to the NBA? He had a great postseason. Um, I would lean toward the belief that Trace Jackson Davis has played his last game in college as well and uh, will just head to the NBA draft, and uh, hopefully um, we'll see you know where he ends up. Uh, this roster is short all of a sudden, but as I said, look what Texas Tech did. You can, you lose guys to the transfer portal, but you can get better in the transfer portal as well. Kentucky news, Dante Allen, we found out yesterday, he is headed to the transfer portal. This is not a surprise. He's one of those guys that Kentucky fan always wanted to get in the game. You know, one of those crowd favorites, let Dante play. And Cal would always say, well, he doesn't play any defense. If he plays some defense, then I'll let him play. He didn't shoot particularly well this year when he did get his opportunities, and that killed him because known as a shooter, had a couple of great games last season, um, but just could never get it going this year. And again, if he's not scoring, if he's not hitting shots, John Calipari was not going to keep him in the game because he did not like the way he did or did not play defense. Uh, The Kentucky women's program took a hit today. Three players entered the transfer portal, including Dreona Edwards, the uh, 6'2 junior, averaged 17 points, 8.5 rebounds per game, and, of course, hit that big shot uh, to beat South Carolina in the championship game of the SEC tournament. She is in the transfer portal. One of the greatest names in college basketball is in the portal as well. Treasure Hunt, 6'2 sophomore wing player. Uh, from Chattanooga, she averaged seven points, four and a half rebounds. And point guard Jazz Massengill, she will enter as a grad transfer. She averaged seven points and almost five assists a game. So that is uh, that is not good for Kyra Elsie's team as uh, Kentucky going to lose a lot of players, uh, female players in that transfer portal. Uh, NBA news quickly, uh, Kyrie Irving was announced, can play anywhere now. New York has lifted the mandate for entertainers and sports figures uh, to be vaccinated, so he can play home games for the Nets now. He can play road games against the Knicks. The only place he can't play is Toronto, and that's very interesting because the 9-10 play-in game could be 
and there's only a few games left in the season, it could be Brooklyn at Toronto. It's a one-and-done scenario there. And if you're the Nets, that's the one game you don't want to play right now. You don't want to go to Toronto without Kyrie Irving in a one-and-done situation. I think it would be poetic if Brooklyn and Toronto had to play in the play-in game in Toronto. Kyrie couldn't play, and the Raptors won that game. I think it would be fantastic. Suns locked up the top overall seed. They won on the road in Denver last night, 140-130. to A lot of defense in that game. Chris Paul came back. Um, Phoenix, the favorite, I would think, to win the West. I know Golden State, people still love Golden State. Denver gets some love. Utah gets some love. Memphis, I think, is scary good. Uh, but Portland has locked up the number one overall seed and the number one seed, obviously, in the West. All right, South Regional last night. Villanova beats Michigan uh, 63-55, the 11th seeded Wolverines. Uh, couldn't make it three in a row. Jermaine Samuels, 22 for Villanova. Colin Gillespie had 12. He had a couple of big late threes. The game was tied late. Uh, Villanova able to just get it done. Look, you can uh, – Talk about Jawan Howard and what a great job he did. That's a mismatch at coach. Now, Jawan Howard is young, and he's going to get a lot better as a head coach. Uh, and I thought I think he's doing a credible job at Michigan. But Jay Wright versus Jawan Howard, that's a mismatch. And uh, Villanova, they do it every year. They're, they're at this point just about every season. Two national titles under their belt. Uh, Hunter Dickinson had 15 points, 15 rebounds last night, but, man, he missed a lot of layups. He missed a ton of what should have been comfortable layups. Uh, the big left-hander, every time he went up, I thought, how, how did he miss that? How in the world did that ball not go in the basket? Hunter Dickinson was 6 of 16 from the field. And, I mean, most of them point blank. Uh, but, again, he did have 15 points, 15 rebounds. He was the uh, glue to this team. He was the best player on the team by far. Eli Brooks chipped in 14. But, uh, again, Michigan goes home uh, after a pretty impressive run. Uh, Villanova will play Houston. Houston beat Arizona 72-60. to uh, Okay, name one player on the Houston Cougar team. There's a quiz for you. Now, if you know any, that just tells me you're a pretty good basketball fan. If you know any players on Houston, Jamal Shedd had 21 last night. Uh, he's a guard. He was 5 of 16. He had 9 out of 10 free throws. He played 38 minutes. Uh, did have five turnovers last night. But, hey, look, Houston plays defense, and they take advantage of your defense. Whatever you do well, they're not going to go up against that. If you guard the perimeter well, they're going to go inside. Uh, if you're a zone team, they'll shoot three-pointers. They have no problem shooting three-pointers. They were 9 of 20 from long range last night. But they don't have to take a three in the game. If you're going to let them get inside, they'll go inside. Kyler Edwards, big man, uh, or well, he's actually shooting guard. He had 19 last night. Carlton, the big man inside, 10.7 rebounds. And, again, great coaching. Kelvin Sampson. 
Dalen Terry had 17 for Arizona. Benedict Matherin, the best player on the Wildcats team, only had 15 points. He was 4 of 14 from the field. So Houston Villanova followed by Arkansas Duke. That is Saturday. Um, two intriguing games. I can't believe Duke's going to go to the Final Four. Mm. All right, let's pick some games for tonight just for fun. St. Peter's and Purdue gets us going early at uh, 7.09 CBS game. Purdue's a 13-point favorite. I know it's National Peacock Day. Look it up. I'm not making that up. But I think the Cinderella slipper, the glass slipper, is going to shatter tonight. I think Purdue wins this game by 25 to 30 points. I don't know how St. Peter's is going to be expected to score it all inside with the Purdue. Now, Purdue doesn't play great defense. But if they can keep St. Peter's in the half court, and I think St. Peter's enjoys the half court, I don't know how you score against Zach Eady and Trayvon Williams inside. And Jade Navi is going to be the best player on the floor, bar none. Uh, I think there's a legitimate shot Purdue puts up a, a C-note tonight, puts up a Hunsky, because they're going to want to get out on the break. They're going to end this game early uh, and make St. Peter's try to come back, and that is not a game St. Peter's wants to play. I'm taking Purdue. I'm giving the 13. That's in the East region in Philadelphia. The second game is Carolina and UCLA. UCLA, two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know how I feel about the Pac-12. You know I picked UNC to beat uh, Baylor earlier. I certainly don't think the, the train stops here. Hubert Davis has them playing great basketball right now. Uh, if you're UCLA, you got to get – Carolina into some foul trouble. You got to get into that bench. If you don't, it could be a long night. Uh, Jaquez hurt his ankle for uh, UCLA, so you don't know how much he's going to go tonight. Uh, give me the Carolina. I'm going to money line that one, but I'll take the two and a half also. Uh, I think Carolina has their way tonight with UCLA. In fact, both of those games in the East, I think, could be blowouts. Could be blowouts. Uh, 729 Providence in Kansas, seven point. Kansas Jayhawk spread there. It's the Midwest. It's in Chicago. Uh, the Jayhawks should have the majority of fans in the arena tonight. Look, I love Ed Cooley. I love Providence. They had a tough game. They played a really bad game in the Big East tournament. But they've been good in this in this tournament. They've been good. Uh, there's a reason they're a four seed. I think uh, this is a really good coaching matchup. I don't think Providence wins this game, but I'm going to take the seven points um, against the Kansas team that has been spotty all season long. They've been up and down. They go as far as Abaji will take them. And uh, Providence has a lot of different weapons. They can score in a lot of different ways. They play some good defense. I just think it's a close game. I think Kansas wins in a close one. And the late game, who saw this coming? 10th seeded Miami, 11th seeded Iowa State. Name me a player on either one of those teams. There you go. There's a quiz for today. You can't. Uh, Miami's a three-point favorite. Jim Laranega's done a great job. Remember, Iowa State won two games last year. They did not win a Big 12 conference game. And here they are in the Sweet 16. It's a feel-good story for Iowa State. They beat Wisconsin. I still I didn't think Wisconsin, other than Johnny Davis, was very good anyway. Uh, Miami was very impressive in that win over Auburn. I think it continues. I'm going to take Miami 
and give the three there. So Purdue minus 13, North Carolina plus two and a half, Providence plus seven, and Miami minus a three. Those are your picks for tonight. As far as the final four goes, well, the only team I got left in the final four is Kansas. Number uh, a one seed, shocker. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas to get to the final four. I'm going to take Purdue to somehow beat North Carolina on Sunday to get to the final four. Give me Houston over Villanova <coughs> Saturday night in a game that comes down to the wire. And I'll take Duke. You know, I hate to do it, but uh, I think Duke ends Arkansas's nice run. That's a fun coaching matchup there. That's a fun strategy matchup, Musselman and Coach K. So those are my final four. Want everybody to have a great weekend. Don't forget Providence State Championship game tomorrow against Central Noble, 12-15 airtime right here on the Big X. I'll talk to you Monday. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.